Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author of Explore Like a Pirate, and speaker. Really, really looking forward to this continuation chat that we're going to have here with Thomas. Uh, last week, we talked about kind of building in story into our game, and we're going to continue to sort of dive deep into this dungeon, learn a little more of the mechanics at play here. We kind of had the layout. Now we're going to kind of get the, I don't know if the backstory is the right word, but like some of the things that fill in that space, right, with with items and power-ups and, and maybe how those things work together, some ideas, that kind of thing. So, But if you missed last episode, episode 36, uh, I really would suggest pausing right here, going back to that one, and then maybe catching this one on your drive the next day uh, so that you can really get the full, full picture. Uh, Thomas, if you want to give a brief introduction, because they're just coming off the other one, give yourself a brief introduction. Okay, well, um, hi everyone. I'm Thomas Bertelsdorf from Germany, teaching grades 5 to 12 right now from about uh, German and history and sometimes a little Latin. And I'm gamifying since 2017, 2018, roundabout. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Well, uh, good to have you back. I absolutely love, I mean, Thomas is a creative uh, he puts in the effort to, to, I mean, I don't think creativity is innate. He definitely takes his time. Uh, I know you really try to build the world out. He looks, he's helped me actually with some great websites that have little art assets you could use for, you know, items and, and badges and, you know, slideshows and those kind of things. So, uh, this, the, no, comes no surprise that he builds out a world, uh, for his students to sort of play in. Last week, we were talking about kind of this, uh, you know, character building and that there are these skills that they could kind of build their character out with. You had kind of talked about like when a new student comes, the first thing that all the other kids descend on them and say like, do you want to be this or that? Uh, so I think we should start there, like this character development. So if, if we were to go into your classroom, Thomas, we're, we're your new student, uh, what what does that look like? What is the choice that I have before me as, as a character? Well, the, the first thing you'd have to decide on uh, would be the race of your character. And, um, and, I have, and what does that afford me? Well, actually, first, nothing. It's just free choice. You have a, a few free choices. You get a, a character sheet from me. I, I tell you, welcome to the game. Here's your character sheet. Don't ask too many questions. Don't overthink all this. Just try and be creative. And um, there's a, a few options for you um, concerning races. Like, um, ooh, let's, let me have a look. I added some lately. Mm. So is that just more theme applied? But like whether I choose elf or dwarf or mage or whatever can i still you could be elf a dwarf halfling human but, but i'm saying that that just that's just theme though right like you're you're saying that there isn't like a benefit per se like i don't get a benefit because i'm an i'm an orc verse being an elf. Uh, well well no that's that's not exactly the case because um 
each of those races, they have their um, special abilities. They have uh, special choices for professions they can choose. So with each race, there come uh, two professions, uh, except for the barbarians. Barbarians are only vicious brutes. But um, all the others, uh, they come with a choice. For example, an elf could be a ranger or a healing mage. And a dwarf could be a blacksmith or a warrior. Humans could be knights or wizards. And so um, they get special traits. For example, dwarves are not very quick, but they are strong and sturdy. And um, fairies have wings so they can fly. Um, but they are very, very fragile. And so you you have your choice, everything has its ups and downs, and humans are somewhat the average line. They don't own any special perks, but they, well, they're not weak at all. You can just rely on them working somehow. All right, so, okay, it's a follow-up question here, if I'm, I'm gonna be your student, right? So, cool, I'm gonna select one of those races, uh, mm -hmm. and you, you know, you sort of said that each race has a benefit, you know, like a profession. So then is that like mm -hmm. the second question? So I have chosen like to be human or I've chosen to be a dwarf and I like the idea of me being a blacksmith. So is that the second choice? Now I get whatever blacksmith benefit that is. Correct. You choose I'm a dwarf and then I want to be a blacksmith and then you're a dwarven blacksmith. You, you don't have to do anything for that. Um, there are some dice rolls you have to do to determine your skills but basically you just choose well it's that's your, my next that's my next question choice. so the skills is everyone have the same like if i had a character sheet i guess that's how i'm picturing it does mm -hmm. everyone have the same list of five ten character and i know you said that they can gain skills but i'm saying like my base mm -hmm. i just started is there just these five skill sets or six skill sets that, that we all are? Or do I can I choose from all 50 skill sets and pick five that um, my sheet? Well, at the beginning, there's um, two different types of... Well, I, I'm not sure if skill is the right translation here. You have like... Um, you, like base values like you have uh, valor and uh, wisdom and mm -hmm. strength and all that yep these are the same for each character for every character they have all these in different values but how, how, everyone okay, has let's, valor, let's valor, pause there charisma. let's pause there so what's the what how many of those are there and how did they decide these are uh, seven there's seven of those um each character has them uh, each and every one has them in, in different values. So maybe dwarves are stronger, uh, barbarians are very strong, but they're not very smart. Um, elves are, uh, they have a high dexterity, but, um, well, they're not that strong. And you've, so you've picked those by, values. So the fact that I've picked that I'm a dwarf blacksmith, my sheet then automatically is that I'm strong, but not fast. Uh, yeah, somehow you get a bonus. For example, let's let's say we, we stick with your example. You chose to be a dwarf. Then um, dwarves they roll out those those base values. 
um, with a d6, and they add five to their roll for each value. So I, th I determine how much strength I have. I roll a d6, I roll, say, a three, then I have strength of eight, but because I'm a dwarf, I get a bonus of plus one. So in the end, I had strength of nine, but my dexterity would get um, minus one for being a dwarf. So rolling the same would then result in being just seven. Got it. And that <clears throat> that's how that's part of the difference between the races is is kind of the plus exactly. to the die, minus to the die for each of these categories. Yeah. Like the fairy, like you said, is going to probably not be as strong because they're sort of they're not they're delicate. But uh, does everybody get the plus five, though? Um, the base value is plus five, and then there is this uh, Adjustment. These, these bonuses to everything. Okay. What are the seven skills that you chose to go with? The, those seven are... Um, it's, it's Valor, it's uh, Wisdom, Charisma, Intuition, Dexterity... Um, Strength and no, I'm lost in translation. You I was going to say you are doing an amazing job, like translating on the fly here. Um, it's not like you know the. Would you need to be a very good lockpick? You know those, like cunning. Yeah, not 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 being smart, but with your fingers. It's Fingerfertigkeit in Germany. It's like finger. It's somehow like dexterity, but it's not the same. But like you're jumping just, just over all in all handy yeah something like that got it so these are the the seven base values you have okay and uh, and then they I are needed think, for the skills later i was gonna say i think you were saying too that we could gain skills so i have these seven but yes. th then it was like there was a way that i could kind of almost personalize my character a little more by doing something that's like but i also learned how to like climb walls yes so let's say we're we're done with this you have those seven base values and you wrote them out you're set then you have chosen a profession let's say for your dwarf again you've chosen to be a blacksmith mm -hmm. and with that come three special skills for the blacksmith so he's got repair He's got blacksmith, and he's got endurance. So these three skills come with your choice of profession, and they automatically get written down on your character sheet, and so you can use them. And the way you use them is pretty simple. You have a value and that skill, so you start with a value of one. Um, say you want to repair something, and uh, repair is a skill that goes... Um, that is based on your dexterity, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Let's have a look. Ooh, they, these are many skills. Mm -hmm. um, well, it doesn't matter. We just say it would be dexterity. It doesn't matter. Sure. So say it's dexterity. Then you take your value in dexterity and you add your skill value, which is one at the beginning. So say you have a seven in dexterity and a skill value of one in repair or in blacksmith or whatever. You add these to an eight and to see if you succeed, 
you roll a d20 against that and if you stay below or exactly at the same level of your skill plus that base value then you succeeded and if you're above it then you did not nice so that's pretty simple pretty clean and it's quick. That was one of my uh, intentions here. You have one roll and it's done. In the beginning, I had a system where you had to roll three dice, but um, that was confusing for my students. And they were always thinking, oh, what, what do I have to roll now? And so there's one roll. It's a clean thing. Everybody knows how that works. And it's uh, quick and works. So I think that that's another design thing that we all need to keep in mind, right? Is your mental bandwidth in terms of the game and being able to keep all the rules understandable, but then also the fact that like it's got to translate to a student, you know, and the student has to keep that because you don't feel the fun of a game. You don't feel like you're making the choices if you're kind of constantly checking a rule book, right? You kind of want to you want to feel like you confidently made this choice. I know that we want to dedicate three dice to this because like, that's my choice. And I feel like between that and my skill sets and your power up three dice, we'll, we'll be able to sort of win this battle or whatever. But if you're constantly like looking up at the rule book, like what does your dexterity do? And why do we want an extra die? Then you're not really playing. You're just sort of reading through rules. So that's a good tip is to not make it too weighty for yourself or your students. Keep it quick. Keep it, Keep quick. it quick. Keep it light. So, all right. Um, now I kind of want to know how some of these things work together. So I have these seven skills. You had mentioned last time this idea of kind of a pool of dice. And I, in my head, I jumped to that must mean like my team that I'm with, right? So like you and me are a team. We're going to yeah. go attack the banded castle. Four cards get flipped out. Our pool of dice is made up of what in relation to our character sheet? How did we get a pool of dice? I think you said last time there's some items like a sword, you know, like a double-handed sword might be like two dice. Are we just adding together all of our dice? Like my equipment says I have five dice. Your equipment says you have six dice. Now we together for this castle have 11 dice. Yeah, basically that's the way it goes. Um, I first went with the idea that um, each student should keep their dice for themselves and then just throw them in. Um, but I found that this took too long. They went, as, when, as soon as they had this, this big pool of dice, um, the decision which dice to, to use went much faster um, as when... Um, each of them had to decide, okay, I throw in two of mine and you throw in two of yours. This was a lot of discussion there. And well, those dis discussions were fun to watch, but they took too much time. Yeah. They were discussing and discussing and discussing and this didn't lead anywhere. There were no, was no benefit in these discussions. And so I just had them pull them all together. So you have your level die, you have your equipment dice, and um, that's it. And you throw them all together. It somehow is a little special with mages because mages have um, 
a, a wide variety of spells to use. They might come in later with additional dice, or they may use a special skill like um, each wizard, uh, as the, the profession wizard, can use a special skill, uh, which is a, a fireball, which adds uh, d20 of damage once per lesson, if they want to. So. They are a little special, but basically these, there is this one pool of dice and the group decides how many of them will be used in the next action. Nice. Uh, I like, like I said, I like that simplicity. So now if you can kind of like just connect that now, I want to click it into our skills. So we have these dice. We're going into this castle. Like how mm -hmm. does dice and my dexterity matter? How does dice and my valor matter? Okay, there's um, different uh, points where these can matter. For example, in uh, many uh, locations have uh, somehow like a, a starting obstacle. If you want to enter them, you have to do a skill check for maybe you have to climb something because you're entering a dragon's nest or something like that. So in the beginning, you have to check. And sometimes this means if you don't um, succeed, you can't participate. So your dice won't be added to the pool if you don't get in there. Of course, I always allow um, creative solutions. So maybe there is a character who is uh, very good in climbing. And the students tell me, OK, he climbs up there. And we've got, we, we bought this rope. And he ties it up there. and. So maybe um, they can get a bonus to their, um, to, their, their, to their results and get in there easier if they think in that way. But basically, they have to do a climbing test. And those who can't climb up there will stand down there and wave. <laughs> <laughs> they can't fight. And as, then there are, um, while they're in the adventure, there might be some traps. And traps have two ways to work. Sometimes there are um, like special assignments they have to complete. So they are really tied to the content or, and that's mostly the case, they again require you to do some skills like, like avoid a trap or like use your strength to open a door that is suddenly shut down or something like that. So there we have the skills in the game again. and um, But they are not usually used with those dice from the pool the pool is mainly for fighting but so this um, would just be a skill, skill this would just be a skill check does somebody in our party have a strength of five or higher to break down this for door? example and if the answer for is example. no then uh, if our team's made up of a bunch of you know weaker characters were shut well, down by this door they have still a chance because they can work together so um what i have introduced into the game is what i call the effect so maybe you have, um, let's say you have a strength of seven and um, you roll a six, then you would have an effect of one. And different characters could add their effects. So I say you need a, a total effect of five and then five characters add an effect of one, then they can break up that door. Uh, and if one character is very bulky and strong, strong and he throws a one and he has this effect uh, in one roll, then he can do this alone. But um, cooperation is always possible. I like that. 
sort of added together effect language. This is, it's quite an easy mechanic. They, they can simply count it out. The card says like you need an effect of seven to open that or you need an effect of nine to get through this and then they roll and roll and see if they can go any further if they, if they survive if they take any damage when it's an effect check is it is it a simple or like a skill check is it as simple of are you higher than this or are they also rolling dice on that one no they, they they roll a dice they always roll a dice like you have this, this you have a skill of seven and you roll a d20 and you have to stay below that to get an effect got it got it got it uh so it seems like this is your system the way you have it laid out and the um, the robustness that you've added to your game it seems like there's quite a lot there because you have items skills traps and locations right if i'm getting this correct mm -hmm. and your and your character development yeah, absolutely. This is there is a lot of things to keep in mind for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, if somebody was going to get started with this, yeah, uh, and that somebody might be me. So, <laughs> if somebody was going to get started with this, uh, where would you suggest they begin? Because like it does seem like yours is a well thought out, intricate system. But I don't know if everybody could have fifty skills plus hmm. items, plus locations, no. plus no, no. bad guys? Um, I'd say um, for for a start, drop the skills. Leave them out. They are just an add-on to the character. I'd say you, you start with like three character races and maybe six professions. So you have a choice, but... Um, that's actually where I started, and I added new characters and, and new races and new professions um, as students came in with ideas. That's another suggestion I'd have. Ask them, what would you want to play? And then implement that over time. That's where fairies came in. Suddenly all the girls in my class wanted to play a fairy. And now, therefore that's question fairies. about the professions and the skills that come with the professions. Is this mainly story driven? Like you said, like I'm the blacksmith. I chose that. And you said that that had like three powers of repair and blacksmithing itself. Uh, I mean, let's take blacksmithing itself. Like, is it for me to just tell you, hey, I want to help make another sword for my teammates. So can we have an extra die going in here because I made an extra sword and it's just conversational. Like I've proven that to you or is it like, no, there's like some function in your game where it's like all blacksmiths now make something. Um, well, that's, that's a part of my game that is uh, actually quite underdeveloped right now. Um, I was always looking to create um, some kind of um, crafting system to allow students to create their own items or to power up existing items. Um, I was 
or I am at a point where I have a very complicated system of calculating resources um, and there are prices in the shop. But um, I, I rolled that out about a year ago and I found it too complicated. It was so very complicated that I lost track of that myself. And so I, I, I canceled this. Basically, the idea was, like I said, that um, students could create their own items. So um, in the system, and that's the part I'd like to keep, um, they need to find a recipe. Like you need three units of coal and two units of steel. And um, then you do um, a roll on your blacksmithing skill. And if you're successful, you've created a sword. So I like that. It. That's basically the idea of uh, what you can do then. Nice. So your like, suggestion, like repairing. Your suggestion most is start. Items get destroyed after adventures. Sure. So your suggestion is start with some, like three three-ish characters, each with two professions. So you have like six. You have to come up with sort of six bonuses yeah. then. And that would be quite simple. Um, and if you want to keep it real simple, and like I said, leave the skills out, then just um, give to each profession a certain um, sp a special item they get when they choose this profession. Like the mage gets a magic wand and the knight gets a sword or whatever. So they have a little bonus, but that doesn't make it too complicated for you because you can start with a, a very small set of items. You can start with a small set of, of base values and then you can always add on as soon as you find the time to develop new items, new skills, new perks, new whatevers for your game. I like it. Uh, I will be honest. I think I'm going to take this system and implement a small version of it for... Uh, one of my units. I'm going to kind of roll it out as a test unit. And mm -hmm. something I guess I wanted to sort of suggest to everybody out there, when you hear any idea in in the XP Lab community or the Well Played podcast, you know, sometimes my mind jumps to like, how can I build this into my huge game, you know? And when I think that way, sometimes the answer is no. And then I don't get to try new things. But when you start to look at each unit you do as a little vignette as a little opportunity to try something and if you like it develop it more and then maybe that then next year could be the thing that is in your entire game uh, for example so I just want to suggest people like keep that kind of open mind when you hear something as big as you know Thomas's uh, develop what he has developed here uh, but it's it's so rich with story. You could totally connect stories to all these races. You can get kids working together because they have to make little raiding parties going in, hoping they have somebody with strength, hoping they have somebody with range, and hoping they have somebody that can repair their items as they're down there. Uh, that's awesome. And that's all like language. You know, some of that... If you wanted a quick version, it might just be, do you have the skill? Like, it might not even be a die roll. Like, if you really just want to make it simple, like, does anybody, can anybody repair those items? Oh, you can repair them? Cool. You know? Oh, we didn't have a guy in here that can repair Then those items are gone. Yeah. Uh, simple as that. Simple as that. Like, but a ton of, like, choice, a ton of, like, thinking, a ton of jockeying. This is at least what we would say in the United States. Jockeying for position and, like, jockeying your team to... 
to get the right skill sets to to tackle whatever problems get thrown at you that sounds fun to me that sounds epic to me that sounds fun right it just sounds fun so uh i suggest kind of all of us to to give this kind of a go and i applaud you thomas for really tackling what you have streamlined to like be quick and not take a ton of your time but at the same time you didn't skimp you didn't you didn't reduce it to something so small that it's also not interesting. Like you actually kept it a pretty infinite universe with low overhead actually for you. Uh, you, you always have to, to see what do your students like. And I strongly recommend that you ask them, just go out and ask them, what would you like to see in the game? That's what, what is helping me to develop all this. Um, I had, for example, the, the night elves, they were not my idea. There's one student who just sent me like four or five pages with story, with skills, with item ideas. And he said, I want night elves. Here you got, here you have everything you need, Mr. Teacher, but I want Mr. Night Teacher, elves. go do this. I love it. Uh, well, on that note, we have reflection time. And this reflection time quote, excited about it. It comes from a guy named Gary Gox, and he was one of the original designers of Dungeons and Dragons, and I thought that that would go well with this, this the story, the <laughs> skill sets, uh, and and here's what he says: the secret we should never let the game masters know is that they don't need any rules. How does that hit you? Ah, no, actually, you don't need the rules. The rules are just um, simplifying things. The rules are just for some, for, in the end, for the lazy ones. Because the, the main thing you need is storytelling. You exactly. need to tell a story. Exactly. And as soon as you tell a good story, then students buy it. And, and the rules, they, they, they can come later. Why? But you need that story. I think you actually expressed it, right? If you're playing like a traditional board game versus like a Dungeons and Dragons, the board game would say you are allowed to trade or you're not allowed to trade. So Thomas and I cannot trade. But you told a story where it was like, oh, I don't have climbing skill. I can't climb. But then you said if the group can think their way outside that box and say, well, I actually can climb and we do have the rope. So if I climb up, throw this down and while Thomas doesn't have climbing ability, but he does have high strength, we think with the rope, he's strong enough just to climb on up there with the rope. And while yeah. that might break the rules, like you don't have climbing skill, like, yeah, but that's a good story. And that, that fits the context and they have logic their way out of that. And that's fine. Absolutely. I think that's how the game should work. And if, if, if we can get students to think outside that box to, to, to develop new ideas, and sometimes they are so creative, they just surprise me, uh, if, then they have learned something very important. That's, that's awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, Thomas, for coming back on week after week here to sort of round this idea out. I think it was a big idea. and. Hopefully everyone enjoys kind of the, the deeper look at that game piece for, for your game. Well, thanks for having me. 
I am sure that will not be the last time you're on. Uh, Thomas is always coming up with different game ideas and, and trying them out and sharing them out. I uh, love having you at XP Lab when you can make it. Uh, that's also a great space where Thomas shares out some ideas. And everyone else, thank you so much for making Well Played a regular stop in your week. Uh, I hope you guys have a good one and continue to play on. <laughs>